Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 262, Episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a ah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, mm-hmm. which is our no. annual, biannual Schrodinger's Cat episode where we don't know what has happened because we're recording this before y'all are listening to it. So, you know, it may be a theocracy. The red wave may have not materialized. We don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But what we do know is 11-9, National Scrapple Day. National Louisiana (laughs) Day. Okay, just let it put put that on your calendar. National Scrapple Day. And that is, we, we decided that was very regional, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't eat Scrapple out here. That's for sure. Cal- I mean, as a Californian, I know of Scrapple from people from people further afield in the United States. Yeah, yes, it's a it's a Philly, South Jersey, you know, just a, a waste meat extraction, a waste yeah. meat that that somehow they they normalized it in the Philly area, and I'm gonna people have to are try still it. gobbling it down. Yeah, love waste meat. Love waste meat. Love a good waste meat. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Last time here before, couldn't look him in the eye. 
He's just so goddamn old. His skin makes me cry. And now my boy Fetterman is getting wrecked in these ads. I want decent health care. Just some fucking health care. But I'm a freak. I'm some weirdo. How the fuck are we get Lambo? I don't belong here. I guess I'm just some freak. You know, yeah. I, I guess I'm just some freak who wants health care. Yeah. Anyways, that is courtesy of Mr. Lugubrious Lex Lugie on Twitter, who asks, well, if, you're, if you're leaving Twitter, how do, how do we do AKAs? I think I'm going to have to join the Discord. I think that's... That's my next step. I'm also not leaving Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in and watch it burn down around me. Personally, oh, you want to be the meme of everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray, straight from Southern California, where the winning Powerball ticket was sold. It's your boy, the Blackenese <laughs> experimental visual artist, your boy Kusama, who did not win the Powerball ticket, but I know where it was sold, and we know it was sold in the area place I'm I've seen before. I've driven past in my life, and it's so funny. This morning, I was like, "What if I bought it and won?" And I was I was trying to think of how long I could go without telling anybody that mm. I actually won it. Well, now you're teasing. It seems like you're teasing that you did buy it and win. I and... mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. This That's not the only thing we don't know today. <laughs> we don't know who won as of yeah. yet. I just hope it's like a VC, a venture capital fund <laughs> that bought like 300,000 tickets. Right, that game you know, just snatched yeah, totally. them up. Yeah. That's who I, I want to see a win for. Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined once again in our third and fourth seat by two of yes. the most brilliant hosts doing it in podcasting, yep. the audio arts, among many other things. They're the hosts of the truly great award-winning podcast, The Stoop. It's Leela Day and Hanababa. Hey. What's up, you guys? Hey, hey. Hello, hello. Well, we are back. here. You are here. Thank you for having us again. Yes. Thank you for being on while whilst I am here. Yeah. So that's uh I'm glad we're able to We were talking before Miles. you ducked Miles last time. You said are there are there any episodes that Miles won't be on? Could we come on that just to get our <laughs> get our feet wet? <laughs> Make sure we're up to uh, it. How are y'all doing though? Where where are you where are you coming to us from today? Cali in California. Okay. All Both right. of us okay. in California. I am okay. in the north, in the okay. Bay Area, okay. the Yay Area. The Yay Area, yeah. Hey. And I'm in L.A. Okay. And it's so raining. another candidate, another candidate who may have bought the Powerball ticket. We we don't know. <laughs> we don't we're, know. Yeah, Mom's we're not I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Mom's the I'm word. waiting for that, too. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm also not telling whether I bought it. So Do you think, okay, I mean, obviously we didn't win it, but how long do you think Speak for yourself. What, what would, ahead. okay, fine. Thought experiment, Jack, in case you want it, or anyone, what would your strategy, if you won that $2 billion, would you be hush about it and get everything in order, get rid of it so before anybody <laughs> can hit you up for anything, be like, I gave so much of it away, I'm sorry, there's no more money there, or how would you go about it? Because I think every person does this, has the thing like, what would I do if I won? I'm more interested in like the mechanics of winning and who you tell or don't tell and what you do with it. Mm. Yeah. I would be hushabye just because I like that phrase. I would be yeah, okay. all hushabye. I like hushabye. Yeah. I yeah, would yeah. be hush hush too. Definitely okay. hush. Keep yeah. What would you do, Hannah? I mean, I'm thinking. I pro- I probably would tell the world and then regret it 
the next right. day. <laughs> right. Come out the woodwork. <laughs> but that like, first day, ooh. That first day, I got to tell people, not on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. but elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. In my WhatsApp chats. Uh-oh. All the fams. All the family I, yeah. in Africa. Yeah. They're going to know. <laughs> they're yeah. going to want their share. And then the next day, I'll regret it. Right. I think California has a law that you have to say, you have to name yourself coward. Oh, you can't be an anonymous mm. woman? I don't think you can be anonymous. I, I think if you, if you buy the ticket through, I, I think that's right. I, that might, I, I think I did very lazy research on this one time, the one time that we bought the Powerball ticket. Oh, no, yeah, you got to reveal yourself. Yeah, you got to reveal yourself. Wow. The one time before this time when huh. I may or may not have bought what about the an alias? ticket. Yeah. Can we do an alias? Right. I'm probably. That's I mean, why they I'm... wear the masks and stuff. They go on and they wear masks. Oh, and yeah. Like, My name is Beep <laughs> Johnson. Right, yeah. okay. Beep Johnson. You don't want that yeah. attention. Yeah, Beep Macrame. Yeah, that would, that's what I would say is my name. All right. Well, we are going to get to know you both a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to talk about what we do know about Election Day so far, which Mm -hmm. is yesterday. Just fuckery. We know there was some fuckery. Yeah. Attempts at it for sure. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to ask if it's time for a media, social media blackout around Election Day like other countries have. And then we're just going to dive into stupid stuff like movie theater, candy. I mean, it's not stupid, actually. It's important hey, stuff. Wakanda Forever drops in two days. It's important yes. what we are going to be eating at the movie theaters. But before we get to any of it, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Lila, <laughs> <laughs> <Lily>, you go. <laughs> you know, I was right this morning digging in my search history. And the, one of the last things I searched was, can an egg fry on the sidewalk? Oh, yeah. Right? Because I grew up in Las Vegas, and I always would tell people, I kind of brag about it, like, yeah, we can fry eggs on the sidewalk. We can fry eggs on the sidewalk. And I said that to someone the other day, and they go, can you really fry an egg on the sidewalk? And I go, yeah, we used to do it as a kid because we'd put them out there, and they would kind of get bubbly, but I don't ever remember it frying. So I Googled it, and it said the temperature has to be 158 degrees for an egg to fry. And oh. sidewalks can reach up to 145 degrees. But I don't ah, really think... So yeah, close. I know. We're so, almost wait, there. Wait, what about Come asphalt? On. What about blacktop, though? Because the color right. would retain more right. heat, right? Exactly. That's what because I was thinking I, on the I asphalt. I lived in Houston when I was little, right. and the weatherman always used to take an egg on his little weather cast and, right. and, and crack it on the sidewalk, and it would fry. So we have been lied mm-hmm. to. From that time, right? Movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the weatherman. Yeah. In Houston. Well, mm. I, I think we're headed in that direction, though. I think, oh. like, we. <laughs> I don't think it's a fixed upper limit for how fast, how uh, hot yeah. the sidewalk yeah. gets. I think yeah. we're. Mm-hmm. Come on, climate change. Let's fry some eggs. And then yeah. the the one that I always heard when I lived in cold places was that it's so cold that you can spit. And your spit will freeze before it hits the ground. Did y'all ever hear that? Mm-mm. No, but is Never that true? Lived there cold enough. I think it's also a lie. 
I think it's, yeah. Okay. There is a level of cold where you can feel your tear ducts freezing, oh but I don't God. think that the freezing happens so quickly that it will freeze before it hits the ground. Right, I think right. I also lazily Googled horrible. that. Like, well, like if you put so pressure like near your tear duct, like you could expel like an icicle from Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you know so I mean? disgusting, the that's visual what That feels like, but, yeah, it just feels like body horror. Like, uh, yeah. like my insides are turning to icicles that I could. I will never live yeah. in a cold in a place that cold. I'm going to search that on the TikTok. Oh, yeah, terrible. right? <laughs> yeah. No. I just no. like that it's like almost like a 9-11 style conspiracy theory with the sidewalk which is like, well, the sidewalk can only get to 158 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> right. Therefore, it cannot melt steel beams. And you're like, whoa, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> get <you> started. <laughs> How about you, Hannah? Um, okay, for me, and this is for all my fellow chemo brains out there. Our brains get foggy sometimes, and there's certain memories that, like, I can't remember if it was a dream or if it really happened to me. Mm. And so last night, I had this distinct memory of seeing Prince on stage, but it was just, like, at George Mason University's auditorium, Mm -hmm. which Mm. could not have been true, but I have this memory of that. So I often have to Google. <laughs> I have to go to Google to see if my memory was right or not. Sure enough, George Mason University in January 2000, the amazing Prince. Are you serious? Held a concert wow. in that auditorium. It was a time when he used to pick these obscure, weird little right. spaces that no one would really know about. So not really stadiums. That's why I was like, this this has got to have been a dream, but it turned out to be true. I I, I actually Googled it. Did Prince play George Mason University? Oh, wow. Amazing. And you got and, to go and, to that? That's amazing. That's so uh, cool. Yeah, I was there, apparently. <laughs> 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 apparently. Yeah. Jack, did you did you ever go to, like, the, what was it, the 21-night stand? How many nights was it at the at the forum? Yeah, there was a there was a lot of nights in a row, and yeah. I missed every single one. It was like right, right when I just moved out. Album? Are we talking about? I Prince? think no. It was called the Twenty One Night Stand, or and it was all in L.A. Like this was in two thousand eleven. It was the Forum, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like they were doing like I remember my dad like three times. <laughs> yeah, everybody was going and telling yeah. me to go. And I was like, I just moved here. Like, this probably happens all the time in L.A. It's <laughs> <laughs> do a 21-night sure run of shows. Yeah. <laughs> iconic <laughs> venues. I'm, I love it here. <laughs> but everybody who went, like, you just, you were constantly running into people who were like, did you go last night? It was incredible. Yeah. Right. It was the best yeah, show yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. People's <laughs> lives were changed. Yeah. yeah. Let's stick with you, Hannah. What is something uh, you think is overrated? All right, I'm going to do another one. I know I'm going to get dragged, and I know I'm going to get slammed, but sparkling water mm. or and or mineral water. Mm. Why? Just why? I, I still don't understand it. It's not just that I don't like it. I don't see the necessity. Wow. Why? Why, why, why not just water? Carbonated water is a frivolous pursuit. Thank you. <laughs> I see. It's, it's it now, bothers me to be asked sparkling or still. Or still. Right. Of course still. <laughs> who who anyway. 
You I just see... get confused. They say sparkling or still or flat. Don't they say flat too? I'm just like, what, yeah. is, what is just give me You're like, this, and now is flat old sparkling water that you yeah. let get flat? Yeah. And now you're what serving to me as that? Or is it never <laughs> totally overrated? All the shows with the posh women with their sparkling water. I can't, I can't stand it anymore. And yeah. that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Now tell me, Hanal, does this come from, for you, you're like, if things have bubbles in it, there better be flavor. Thank and you. It should be. Yes. I'm, no, I'm asking if, is that sort of the logic? Path A little that, bit. That yes. I just there? think like, water should not be messed with. Water is water is water and it shouldn't be messed around with. And that's all. And you're right. If it's bubbly, give me some limonata flavor or something. <laughs> Make it a soap, limonata. please. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I'm mad yeah, like, now. It's like sort of the way my mom would talk about it from being from Japan, where she's like, I don't understand why people drink bubble water. She's like, it's water. You need I water. I love your mom. Right. And she had, she's a very like rigid thing. of she's like, oh no. Like if you offered her like sparkling, she's like, uh-uh. Like, Make and a there's show this of assumption it. that it's the Stinky. bougie water, right? Like, of course you want it. Of course, you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm being generous and giving you the sparkling water. Right, right, right. Not, not <laughs> like the, you know, the peasant water. Right. You know what yeah. I just found out also is that seltzer water and like all those things have carbonic acid in it i have a friend who's a dentist and they were like yeah don't, don't drink like bubbly water and think it's the same as drinking regular water it's really bad for your teeth like carbonic acid so uh, hmm. another another mark against it thank you dentist and miles's mom yes okay, <laughs> they can be on the whatsapp chat yeah. <laughs> She's Lila, wild. what is something you think is overrated? I know that, that y'all will relate to this, Miles and Jack. I know you'll relate to this, but collagen creams. Collagen, <laughs> collagen <laughs> creams for the face. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Right? I Say know. Less. Say less. I know. <laughs> I thought it was well, going to be me, an audio thing. Let me tell you why, though. Let me tell you why. There have been multiple studies that have shown that these creams with collagen, why applied on your skin... They're, the molecules aren't big enough to penetrate into your skin. It's been like proven and studied and all these things, yet it's like crazy how much it is available and how many people are buying it and how many people are living by it. You got to buy this cream. You got to buy this cream. And yeah, I just feel like now every time I see it, I'm like, uh-uh, this is scam. I'm not going to fall for the okie doke. This collagen cream don't work. But I might try the ingestible like liquid collagen. <laughs> what about you guys? Are you guys using collagen at all? Well, as you as you know, I tried to sell you my personal brand of collagen cream uh, before we started recording, so I am feeling a little attacked right now. But <laughs> I don't use it; absolutely not. It's a it's complete it. snake oil. But I'm know. I'm a royal jelly person myself. Oh, yeah. So that's skin how skin looks great, both of y'all. Yeah. So I mean, oh God, some so say much. it's genetics. Hello. I would agree, probably that it's genetics, but I like to say it's from rubbing these jellies on my face. Wait, jelly what is face. royal jelly? <laughs> jelly face. Hey, jelly face. What is royal jelly? Royal jelly is like, I, I know it because in Japan, like an Asian, like skincare products, people are going wild for royal jelly. Like it's like comes from honeybees. Oh. It's like a secretion where they're like, oh, like it's fantastic for, I don't, all I know is royal jelly was a big fat. I remember witnessing as a kid and like my mom and aunts were like royal jelly. And then I just saw bees on the cover and I know it's from bees, but apparently the people talk about it for skin and their I mean, skin I don't know is amazing works. today yeah or, look or you know just go with whatever 
Cindy Crawford is using, Dr. Obaji, that I see late at night on TV that when I leave the TV. That's called surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow these celebrities. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who knows what they do yeah. in them clinics. Yeah, seriously. What is something, Lila, that you think is underrated? I also think you guys would totally relate to this, but I would oh, think no. about this. Yes. <laughs> the Jerry Curl. Oh, the yeah. Jerry Curl. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the Jerry Curl didn't have it's the moment that it needed to have to actually thrive. I mean, you think about it. The Jerry Curl added texture, it added shine. It was a great, you know, do you guys remember like Coming to America, you know? Yeah. Soul glow. Yeah. Soul glow. Yeah. I was you just going to ask if, it, yeah. if like that was this. so iconic that it like hurt the Jerry Curl. That like, it hurt the, the brand, maybe. Yeah, that it maybe. hurt the brand because it was so just like thorough and funny and timeless it that became, like yeah. Jerry Curl's never bounced back, so to speak. Bounced, bounced back. back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I, that might be, you might have something there because I just feel like we're always talking about People want looser curls. They want more moisture in their hair. And the jerry curl did that. Mm-hmm. But everyone that had a jerry curl at one point was completely criticized for it and made fun of, right? Yeah. All the so glow and all that kind of stuff. In actuality, it's like what a lot of people are trying to aspiring, that curl pattern that a lot of people are trying to aspire for uh, to get. So I'm like, the jerry curl, can we bring it back? Can we rebrand it? Right. Because it, it really was like this like punchline in black comedy for a long time. Like I remember yeah. even like in, in living color, there yeah. was always like, it was always a character was too much activator trying mm-hmm. to spray everything around them. I remember there's like people would talk. The joke was always like, everything's greasy now mm-hmm. with people getting their activator juice everywhere. And even like in <laughs> coming to America, the stains that the family left when they got off <laughs> on the, the back couch. of the couch. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder if like, yeah, the, Like if comedy or just like pop culture just took it to a place where we're like, because remember, I mean, our Ice Cube had a Jerry Curl. Everybody Mm -hmm. had a Jerry Mm -hmm. Curl. Yeah. Like even if they just called it something else, like Le Cherie Coulet. French or something, you know? Fancy. It needs the right celebrity to bring it back. Like Not Ice Cube. Not Ice Cube. It it can't be because I feel like uh, Bruno Mars was kind of rocking it for a little bit, but like, oh yeah, he was. That wasn't. I think that's not who we need it from. We need yeah. like Kendrick to drop his next album with a Kendrick with the wild curl. Jerry curl would, that would be, be nice, a great look. <laughs> and would, I feel like yeah, the the way it came back at least for me was S curl. Like I remember in the early aughts, I had a lot of homies who were rocking the S curl, who had what, that like texturizer. That was just a little less, you know, but it's still shiny and a little yeah. bit of a looser curl. A bit more texture. Looking like, it's like Sean texture, Wayne's. texture, but still pretty tight to the... To and the wet. End. Wet looking. Yeah, right. and wet, mm-hmm. wet, wet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was going to say, like, you know, I, I feel like Pulp Fiction tried to reclaim, you know, it, it tried to reinvigorate the... It did the curl harm. Yeah, mm. but yeah, is it Sam Jackson and... John Travolta, you couldn't take him like seriously. The Jerry Curl and John Travolta both tried to make a comeback, and only Travolta actually got the comeback from that movie. That's sad. That's sad. Best Bring Jerry Curl. Who had back. the best one? Rick James? <laughs> Rick James. Rick James he had, had a, a long wild. curl. Good. Yeah. yeah. Long, drippy curl. I mean, I still feel like Eric LaSalle in Coming to America. Eric still... LaSalle's 
Yeah. It's everything I wanted it to be. But then that big wet stain, I feel like, fucked it up. <laughs> like, after you saw that, you were like, well, that seems impractical. And, like, he was evil. And so yeah, you associated right. that with yeah. the bad guy. It was, like, both vain and also, like, he was kind of whack. So, like, it it was a bad combo. The New Edition guys did a good job of a, of a jury curl, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. They were cute. So long ago, right? What's There's no current ver- jury curl. There's no, no. current version. Yeah. Bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, somebody be be brave and bring back the Jerry Curl, please. And uh, what's something you think is underrated? Uh, mine is going to be more serious and less funny. I'm sorry, but I've been trying to convince so many people around me and of my people in immigrant communities around me to vote. Mm. And people still do not understand fully or appreciate the power they have. Mm. And it's it's just the most I think it's so highly underrated in 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 kind of my my immediate kind of black black immigrant African immigrant communities there's this feeling of what is my vote going to do? Right? Mm. There's this feeling of like what actual change can happen from me getting up and filling this thing out and going you know it's it feels like the system has been formulated to kind of keep people that way yeah there needs to still be education a lot of education and when i say education i don't mean just like these things that you see flashing on your screen, people going into communities and sitting down with people and saying, if you vote in this election, it will affect your life and the life of your children in this way, A, B, C, in a culturally competent way of speaking, Mm -hmm. linguistically, you know, appropriate, whatever they need to do. But that effort is not there. So for me, sadly, today, on this day, my my underrated thing is just voting and and more people need to appreciate that right and i also want to call out my immigrant friends who you know can't wait to get the citizenship right mm-hmm. it's a privilege it's a high privilege to become a citizen of this country a lot of people don't realize that yeah. when you're kind of born into it mm-hmm. but the things have people have to go through to get citizenship in this country it's a long road. It's 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 hard. It's harsh. Mentally, it's taxing. And for you to have gone that far and stop short of one of the rights that have been fought for for generations, right? Blood, sweat, and tears. It just, it feels wrong to me. It's like there's something missing there. People are so excited to become citizens. And then this this sacred right, it's just like they don't feel they they're worthy or they don't have a voice. I don't know what it is, but that's my mm. sorry. Like, it's a downer. No, not, that's, not really. I mean, and I also really like the idea of using history or like using specific examples of like here's an election that affected your life or like the people in your community's lives. Right. That people people still there don't, just wasn't don't get the turnout. It. Yeah. They don't get it or they feel like their vote is really not wanted, like is not needed, is not wanted or the suppression. Right. Right. Yeah. All of it Absolutely. at the same time or just this this idea that goes into conspiracy theory world. But everything is set before 
election day anyway. I hear that so much. Like, right. like it's all planned by these forces and this system and little old me is not going to change a thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like this perspective, right? Because you could rightly say, well, I don't know. I've lived here for X amount of years. I've, we've been worried about the same thing for decades and it's actually worse off than when I first got here. That like would reinforce that kind of someone to become completely apathetic and not want to participate. And that's what's like so insidious, right? Is because on one hand, there's like this hope it offers people from abroad. And then there's also this like very fucked up part of American culture, which is reflecting to many people who don't look like, you know, white Christian America. Yeah, your, your needs are yep. like tertiary at best. And it's wild how that feeds mm -hmm. into it when at the same time, it's really about connecting people to understand too, like this is this is part of it. I know it feels like that, but there's also a there's also more and more to it than simply just throwing our hands up and saying like this, this, this it is what it is and it's what it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. Debbie Downer just brought the whole show wah, down. Wah, 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 wah. Sorry. <laughs> we're we're about to but take a break and, and talk about it. It is that day. We're gonna um, go further. We don't know now. the results, but we do know the process and it's fucked up. So let's yeah. take a quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And what we know as of right now, which isn't very much... Uh, we know less than you do, the listener. You could probably go to, you know, the New York Times and see a story about like a massive red wave or not a massive red. Where's the red wave? We can't. We're in the past. We do know there was lots of fuckery, though. So on the let, day let's of, just dig into that. <laughs> and the day of until, fuckery. Yeah. I mean, just to start off in Florida, uh, the Department of Justice is like sending like poll watchers, you know, election observers around the country to, you know, check on some stuff to see if there's anything completely untoward. And Governor DeSantis in Florida has been basically trying to prevent them from observing the election, even though like the Florida like state laws say the only people that can enter a polling place if you're not voting is law enforcement. And they're like, well, these people from the Department of Justice are just uh, they're not if they're they're poll we're going to redefine them as poll watchers for this. So they are not allowed in. Uh, I'm not sure where any of that has shaken up, but there's been a lot of uh, attention on South Florida and federal observers there. Georgia, I think, is a really big state to talk about because they have gone all in on voter suppression in the wake of the 2020 election. Governor Kemp, you know, has this SB 202 was the bill and was basically saying, like, don't worry with this bill. It's actually going to be so much easier to vote. And it's actually if you're a cheater, that's who has to worry because it is going to be so hard to cheat. Obviously, what all this looks like now is just laws that are nearly tailor made to suppress the vote in like black urban or college town areas where there's younger voters, because that's truly how they're trying to eke out these margins. If they can suppress those blocks, then maybe they have a numerical advantage. And the law actually encouraged individuals to like challenge the validity of registrations. Tens of thousands of voter registrations have been challenged. Most if uh, like have been completely thrown out those challenges luckily but again showing you that this is the kind of chaos that the bill that the bill is meant to sow like on the day just to keep people right. not sure about their own voter registration but so far the turnout in Georgia has been at historic levels uh, and people seem undeterred despite that which i think is always a good thing rather than people you know kind of throwing their hands up and saying well fuck it they're trying to make sure that i can't vote anyway uh, so that is moving in a somewhat positive uh, direction but you add to that shortened like times to request an absentee ballot, increased ID requirements, and the fact that it's like illegal for election officials to even preemptively just send ballots out to people just is another way they're trying yeah. to get every single numerical advantage right now. So it's it's not insignificant because when you look at absentee ballots, a absentee ballots, that's that's a huge hit for students, you know, and the elderly and people who have other mobility issues or medical conditions that don't allow them to vote in person. So taking that whole block out is, you know, uh, was with a very intentional purpose. for sure. And all done to avoid voter fraud, which study after study has indicated doesn't exist in any right. significant sense. But yeah. it, it motivates like millions and millions of dollars and hours of work to avoid it just because it's a it's a convenient narrative for 
the right. And yeah. Yeah. And everything's been super conspiracy theory heavy. There's this woman, this like she's like a walking conspiracy theory running for secretary of state in Michigan. Her name's Christina Caramo. She tried to cite the Dinesh D'Souza fucking fantasy like conspiracy documentary 2000 mules to try and pretty much argue that like you know actually all of detroit's votes need to be contested or thrown out just based on what i've seen the judge luckily laughed her out of the courtroom uh yeah. but uh, but they tried it along with like clearly on its face absurd material that does not reflect reality but people are like really like full voice coming into a court and be like in this documentary, I mean, it's laying it out there. Like, so we have serious concerns about this and any conflicts of interest that might arise out of all of that. In Arizona, there are already counties that are trying to audit the vote, challenge this vote. They're like, and go to the whole thing that they want to get uh, like a hand recount. Then uh, this has been a huge thing for the, the for MAGA people is to get on, in on this like hand, like hand counted ballots. You know, they say voting Amish or whatever. And they, the whole thing is because they believe the computers have Venezuelan malware that's against white supremacy. So we got to we got to just, you know, use our hands to count this. But uh, just so you know, hand counts are fucking bad. OK, a 2018 study found that when you do a hand count, it's less accurate than machine counts, obviously. And they've also found in previous counts that there's around a two percent error rate, which is not insignificant when you're dealing with like hundreds of thousands or millions of votes that could easily put an election one way or the other. So there is a lot. And again, this all helps down. This all helps to slow down the announcement of a winner, which is that. And it's that period where the freaks like Rudy Giuliani get to do their shit stirring song and dance to get the base to reject the election. And that's we're we're definitely seeing that playbook basically kind of you know, showing its face all over again in, the, in these midterms. It was interesting to watch Brazil's election because in both cases, they voted in the morning and at night the results were in. Yeah. And it was, I, I think they have more, like, more people buying more into the voting technology, which Bolsonaro was, you know, arguing was corrupt or whatever, but it's... It's one of the most efficient electoral systems. So, like, all of this inefficiency is built into the system for a reason, you know. It, it's like it's they, purposeful. It, yeah, mm -hmm. it helps people. It helps the media. Like, uh, around, the, around the world, for the most part, like, by law, the French observe a period of no electoral press coverage starting 44 hours before an election. In the U.K., TV and radio stations are prohibited from covering the election when the polls are open. So, like, at least, like, during voting, you're not allowed to be putting, like, wild conspiracy theories out on the air, or at least that's how it would affect America. Many countries, there's a blackout period ranging from one to ten days before an election in which opinion polls may not be publicly released. But, like, it really feels like social media needs to, like, come together and the, this will probably not happen unless there is some sort of tragedy or act of violence, but needs to come together and be like, we're not allowing people to, you know, spread misinformation about elections like as the elections are happening, because yeah. it's it's just it's just getting worse and worse and it's going to keep getting worse and worse. And I, I don't know that there's anything I mean, maybe a social media ban doesn't even doesn't even fix it. But it does. I mean, does I wish a like... social media ban would fix white supremacy right. like that. 
But I'm not sure it will, because, you know, what we're witnessing, too, is this the Republicans biggest fears are coming true, like as a party or like as an ideology, right, that they that their idea of America is not really the dominant one and a more diverse, inclusive one is emerging. So they are targeting them and trying to hold on to this sad, outdated version of the country by any means necessary, even if that means disinformation and political violence. The thing that I want to point out is like. You go on Fox News, right? All conservative media is telling their base is that we got this. There's Mm. no stopping the red wave unless there's massive fraud. That's the only way we lose this one, y'all. That's that message is being really consistently reinforced from the pundits down to the candidates. So if anything resembling even a purple wave happens, there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings or, you know, they'll be able to weaponize this sort of ill-informed expectation of viewers to then say, well, you know what? Probably massive fraud. And that's why we need to begin challenging all these other elections. I'm just going to play this clip really quick so you can hear about, uh, this is Jesse Waters on Fox, basically saying like, it's going to be a red wave, folks. It's going to be a red wave. And the horse track won't be the only place we see a historic beatdown this week. We're less than 24 hours from the first polls closing in the midterm elections and Republicans are charging for the finish line. Are we looking at one of the biggest red waves in American history? Well, in 2010, Obama lost Democrats 63 seats in the House. In 1994, Clinton dropped 54. In 2018, Trump lost 40. All of them had higher approval ratings than Biden does right now. So what happens tomorrow? Anything over 40 House seats is a big wave. The first polls close at around 7, and Bill Hemmer tells me that if Republicans pick up at least two of the three House seats in Virginia, that means we're looking at a massive wave. And don't listen to the lies they're spewing that this could take days or days, you know, to know who won. This is total <laughs> BS. What? A wave like this, we should know that, that night, basically, who won the Senate and the House. Anything that happens Wednesday into Thursday is gravy. Okay. So using, like, pol- like political precedent or historical precedent to say, like, you know, midterms usually go the other way, mm-hmm. but also not like completely ignoring the fact how much more enthusiasm there is from Democrats because like people are seeing an incredible erosion of their per- like their rights happen before their eyes. That would motivate a lot of people to come out to vote against them. But again, just doing a whole thing of like, don't buy this stuff that they have to count these other spooky votes somewhere. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, please chime in. Yes, 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 yes. This whole show is please. Always yeah, it's in. for you to chime. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's been I, I think when you look at that and him really trying to tell people just ignore everything else. It's got to be a win. That's what really freaks me out. And that's that's what I was talking about earlier when when, you know, so they're sending this message out to their people, but everybody hears it. You know, this idea of, oh, it's done. Oh, it's a Republican wave. It's a red wave. This is you know, historically has been the election where the dominant party in charge is punished. Therefore, you know, I mean, it should be, therefore, I need to go out and vote. But then it becomes, therefore, you know, if this is already happening, then why do I need to go? Why do I need to to be a part of this? And if, if it's already set up beforehand. And so this idea of a red wave it's it's like 
it's not just a dog whistle for Republicans. I feel like it also affects it affects everybody who's who's hearing these messages. And honestly, you know, going back to I come from Sudan, you know, a dictatorship and these tactics remind me of what what was happening in, in Sudan around elections whenever elections did happen. It's these same kinds of tactics. And I'm just wondering whether folks are taking, you know, are, are kind of looking at what what these other dictatorships, theocracies are doing and taking a page out of their playbooks. It's just it's also eerily familiar. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I, I think there are many ways, many ways that the right and the Republican Party has doubled down on authoritarianism. And there's a massive history to to pull from when it comes to that and a massive present to pull from to see like what's what's working in the present tense in countries that have social media and authoritarianism or anti-democratic power structures in place yeah but even this idea y'all were saying about um how other countries sort of shut down media to comment on any sort of commentary within days before an election even that would be considered extremely authoritarian and like draconian if that ever happened in this country right i can't even see that even flying although i completely I'm completely 100% on the side of that should be something that happens just to even just to see the outcome of an election. But I don't know if you guys think that's even something that that would be a possibility here. I just don't think it would even even be considered, especially when you have, you know, someone like Elon Musk uh, right now saying that the the voices of Twitter should be, you know, held as the authority and not really, you know, journalistic kind of opinion is not is overrated. And so I just, I feel like we're going more and more in the direction of it being all for one, one for all. Everyone kind of can weigh in on this. And I I just don't ever see that happening in this country. Yeah, I think you're right. At the same time, you know, we're both journalists, Leela and I, and this, this idea of this war on journalists, right? Like this idea of Mm -hmm. don't believe them or like, quote unquote, as you were saying earlier, mainstream media, you better you know, be discerning and be careful who you listen to. And at some point, you know, Trump was calling for hurting journalists, as we remember. And continues to. It's it's all this war of war of information and who who to believe and who not to believe. And it's getting messier and messier on social media. I mean, I'm a person who honestly, I have not been on Twitter as much to preserve my own sanity and mental health. But, you know, but it's a place that millions and millions of people rely on for information every single day. And that's scary to me. Yeah, I don't I don't think that Elon Musk is going to turn around and be like, this election was a mess. We're going to I'm going to forego like any any electoral tweets like will be stopped by by Twitter. I just think that it's valuable for Americans to know that there is another way that other countries don't view that as authoritarian. They just view that as a better function of the media. And when you look at how American media covers electoral politics, it's 
so focused. It, it's like suddenly the mainstream media turns into ESPN and it's all just yeah. about covering who's winning. Oh, he just got owned in that debate because he's recovering oh, from a stroke. He had a stroke? <laughs> you know? Oh, no way. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. all, it's all t- covering the horse race. I mean, they they talk about that. What I worked at ABC News for the uh, 2004 election and they had this big like town hall meeting ahead of the election where they were like how do we cover things in a way that isn't just covering the horse race and then like what you know us our coverage becomes coverage of our coverage of the horse race because it's like okay this narrative is picking up so now we have to now we're all talking about the narrative around the narrative and it just becomes this complete mess that's all just designed to create intrigue but it actually is has created a system that is very confusing is very alienating to people wondering why they should vote and i think just you know anxiety inducing yeah if if there were 10 days before the election where the mainstream media and and fox news like had to just not cover the election like i want i wonder if that would change overall how they covered things you know like what because or everybody should be listening to public radio and watching public media not a play right. at all yeah but we're quieter we'll get you the information without a lot of the inflammatory kind of side stuff we go deeper than a, a lot of these channels and because we're just, you know, we don't have to run to the commercial, right? We don't have to kind of s- s- satisfy that 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 uh, sponsor. Look at Leela smiling. She's like, and I'll put in a plug for public radio. Well, I guess my yeah. point is, is that public radio is seen by the, a, a lot of Americans as part of the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. That they're left-leaning, that they're liberal, that they're biased, you know, sort of thing. So I I just feel... You know, you have a huge sector of it's all just, you know, it's all very subjective, right? You know, people are are leaning towards what they moralistically feel are are is more aligned with them. And unfortunately, the stories and the point of view and the journalism from public radio isn't respected by a lot of Americans. Hmm. Mm. I yeah, and I think unfortunately for all the talk of like, you know, there's like the I'm looking at like CNN, right? They're owned by like a Republican, you know, and they're we're starting to see how they're trying to be like, we need to like center this thing a little bit. Like, no, that's not what you mean. But okay, we can use that. can use that terminology. Twitter is now owned by Elon, who's out here being like, vote Republican. Fox, obviously, like there's more to say how much of a conservative bend media has and just sort of weaponizes the term like liberal media to say like they're trying to tell people about like to be humane. Or stories that are, like, centering the human experience rather than, like, these, like, really violent sort of, like, political stereotypes that get people to just stop thinking and be like, yep, uh uh-huh, yep, okay, I don't need to hear more. I'm Now I'm fired up because someone is, like, has has their books paid for as a student loan? What? Yeah. And if they're, if the people who own a company are Democrats, for the most part, they're, like, Rick Caruso Democrats, you know? They're like the sort of Democrats who support billionaire <laughs> rulers because they themselves are billionaires. Like, I, sure. I don't. What it, is yeah. the answer? 
Nonprofit media. I think, Nonprofit yeah. media. Truly. And honestly, I think the, the thing is there should be no, uh, there, you shouldn't have, like, everyone should have a fixed budget for political ads, like in other yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. no one can blow anyone else out on the spend. That's when, if you can't, if you can't take the money out of politics and reverse like Citizens United and shit like that, then there have to be other like levers on it where someone's dark money spending doesn't completely make give an advantage to some ghoul who's like just there to merely act out the will of some like nefarious think tank or whatever, or pack or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, like that, I think always the answer is just going to first is just to get the money out of politics, like just to get the corporate spend out. But that is such a gigantic lift at this point in this country. Like, yeah, I guess the other things are like properly supported media that aren't relying on advertisements or doing sponsored content with like fossil fuel companies or something and then pretending it's news and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, it's just that like money's on short supply for people who are doing good things. And the people with a lot of money would rather fund the things that up maintain the status quo. And that, that's that's really the, the biggest challenge, I feel. Mm. Yeah. The effery that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, feeds into any person's understanding of like, what's the point of doing something here? What's the point of voting? Right. I've I've only known, you know, dire straits for most of my life. And I, I'm not able to connect how voting for this person is going to do that. And I think that's, you know, part of it is that we're just not able to also offer enough people the like, the coverage to see that there are other ways that people work together to make good outcomes. It's not always necessarily in like what's happening in the federal government, but to at least begin investing in like what it means to be part of your community, that the people who are making decisions in your community, and hopefully that can, you know, reverberate further out. But yep. All right. Well, let's take a quick break to hear from our corporate sponsors. And yes. we'll be right back to talk about movie theater candy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And 
Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And Wakanda Forever drops in two days as of the day that this episode drops. It's Wednesday. Drops on (laughs) Friday. Reviews are in. Or Thursday night. They look. They're between like solid and glowing. Super producer Joel, I think, saw it. And I'm not allowed to say what she said. But suffice it to say, it it looks very good. Things are looking... Very good for this movie. Pretty good over there. Pretty pretty good. Early estimates suggest that everyone in America is going to see it at least twice this weekend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The the dollar (laughs) figures are wild. They're like, yeah, we're seeing like 250 million in like one weekend. It's crazy. Anyways, a lot of people are going to see this movie. I'm going to see this movie. I don't know if I'm going to see it this weekend, but I'm going to see it ASAP. And Mm. it raises the question, there's recently a Cinemark map. So Cinemark, the theater chain, created one of those maps where, like, this is everybody's favorite movie theater candy by state. And it is one of those maps that actually seems to be based in fact. You can tell because the, the results are pretty boring in some cases. Like, they're a big chunk of the country is just like, yeah, we like M&M peanuts, just just like you would expect, because M&M peanuts are good. (laughs) Somebody writing about it was like, is it, do they like M&M peanuts because they come in yellow wrappers and that's the easiest snack to see in the dark? It's like, no. no. Have you ever eaten in a movie theater? It's about (laughs) no-look eating the whole time. You're like, where's my bag of whatever by my lap and just keep shuffling that into your mouth who is putting that thought into it is being like which of these is going to be easiest for me to see in the dark right first (laughs) off i want to ask what is everybody's favorite movie candy just so we can establish some kind of baseline here yeah mine isn't even on here it's the raisinettes Ooh, oh, great answer. No. Good answer. Good answer. Oh, Thank no. you. Thank you very Same much. Thank style. you. Good answer. I mean, mm-hmm. have you guys ever taken some lightly buttered popcorn, just yes. lightly, you know, yes. just a dab? You Ooh. take your raisinets, you sprinkle them on top Dump of that in. popcorn, yeah. you sit in the dark, and no. every like handful is yeah. like a bite of 
a burst of surprise and joy. I just, I've also had major stomach pains and uh, (laughs) vomiting after. Yeah, it's, yeah, (laughs) raisinets do not sit well in my stomach, but when, oh, they're so fun going down. And I can't taste no. this, like th- I don't like their taste at all. I'm yeah. sorry, Leela. I mean, controversial. Me and Leela have not gone to the movies yet. I mean, you should come here. You could just drive up, and we should go to see um, Wakanda together. We can see it three times. This I'm, we're weekend. going. I'm going purposefully to the blackest theater in yeah. Oakland at Grand Lake. Grand Lake nice. Theater. That's where we're going to go see it. And mine is Whoppers. Whopper is wow. also not on here. I, also not the on malted here. chocolate balls. Those also, I love those they're too. malt. I love Thank those. you very much. Yes. Yeah. Although they crunch, and that's not ideal for a movie situation. I oh, realize right. that. Mm. Still, it's a light I crunch. Though. Love Whoppers. Mine's also not on here, but uh, Miles, you you do yours first. But uh, what, what is like, going on? What, what, you're, you're really. You this guys is non-representative. Are, I'm telling you, it's like the elections. Thank you very I much. I think we're out here. Just look, we contain multitude. This is America. You know, we don't just reduce us to one logo on a state. Yeah. I would eat like Nerds Ropes if they have them. Yeah, Nerds or, Ropes are fantastic. <gasps> or like Twizzler. I think I had some recently. Twizzler like a is Twizzler red fine. That you could like split apart though. No, it's like, I think it's like a sweet and tar- Oh, you know what? It could be sweet and tart ropes. Sweet tart ropes are I eat the that. number one Alaska. candy in Alaska at the one <laughs> right. movie theater in Alaska. No, that's next to eating Dungeness <laughs> crab in the theater. Which I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it but yeah. yeah, I like, I like the fruity kind of like sour candies. Like I'll, I'll go crazy if I'm yeah. like on 420 when I went a couple years ago, I got popcorn i get a little bit of a cup of nacho cheese to dip my popcorn in wow okay because well, i'm a savage uh, you are then savage. i get the the like the the candy ropes or whatever and then i gotta have some kind of peanut butter situation it could be Reese's oh. pieces it could be mm-hmm. peanut m&ms can i just say uh red vines headquarters is five minutes away from me Wow. Okay, so I let's get walk. into this. So Red let's. Eyes. I I realized that we never we just started in talking about our favorite, but we we should say so. At the number one answer is M M&M and M peanuts, and M M&M and M peanuts are dominant from Texas and every state surrounding Texas. Essentially, uh, yeah. it's also Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, like a bunch of a bunch of those states, or not New York actually. New York is cookie dough bites. So M and M peanuts of. have like a big stronghold in big. Big chunks of the country that are very populous and also Wisconsin. And then there is a big divide. It was mentioned before Miles said red vines. One of you said red vines are Twizzlers or Twizzlers are red vines. They are separate. They're different candies. And Twizzlers are the East Coast. And then red vines are. So red vines are the number one candy. Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada. It's it's the most it, it is holding down an entire Idaho, Colorado. It's holding down that entire chunk of the map and Left nowhere coast. else. Nowhere yeah. else. Yeah. Mm. But Red Vines, so Red Vines started in Chicago and Twizzlers, I think, started in New York. And it's been that way since day one that they're like, you know, regionally. It's either, you know, either the Mississippi or uh, west of the Rockies. We, we don't know where exactly to divide it, but red vines are dominant on one side of the country and Twizzlers Mm, I wonder what the story is there. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if like if you went into like a 
a movie theater in like fucking Maryland or something. And you're like, let me get some red vines. And they're like, red vines. Like yeah. if they mm-hmm. would, if it would be like that kind of an outward thing. Cause when I, I think, didn't know about red vines when I grew up on the East coast, I, I only knew of Twizzlers. I didn't know about, I knew about Twizzlers from the commercials, but I never saw Twizzlers in the store growing up in LA. I always saw red vines, that big tub of red vines. I've always like, I don't know, that used to be a thing we would drink root beers out of. So Twizzlers is owned by, I think, Mars or Hershey. And so I think they're... Twizzlers headquarters, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. Red Vines headquarters, a five-minute walk from me. There you go. So maybe it's just shorter trucking times. Yeah. I mean, Twizzlers' origins are traced to New York's young and smiley confectionery firm in 1845, which was bought by Hershey's in 1977. Okay. And then the American Licorice Company of Chicago premiered its black licorice vines in 1914. And then the classic raspberry vines, which is what Red Vines' original name was, made their debut six years later. Wait, are are red vines raspberry? They're flavor? supposed to be raspberry. Are they? I don't fuck I with either, know. really, because they're like they're not tart enough. I need them to like nerd ropes are the are are the rope that was promised. Like I I need it to be like <laughs> sweet and tart. I don't I don't like they're just both so dull. So me. you're they're a sour fun. patch guy. So yeah, that that is my candy yeah, of preference. The sandy patch, <laughs> the sour patch kid. I, like I, my teenage daughters. Welcome to the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <on>. candy. I <laughs> yeah. I think they mix the best with popcorn too. I love to sour dump my patch. sour patch kids in. They also so I was gonna say the raisinets. I I said earlier when you're talking about raisinets that you can dump the whole box in. But actually, raisinets they all go to the bottom, so you have to do a layered thing. You have yeah. to do like a handful. Wow. Totally. Sour Patch Kids, though, like for whatever reason, they they don't always fall all the way to the bottom. You can you can mm. dump. Can I ask thing. a question? Yeah. Why are there states that have none? Like Maine apparently has no favorite candy. They they, they refused to report. <laughs> yeah. They hate I wonder joy. if like Cinemark yeah. doesn't operate there. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Cinemark doesn't have Ew. any chains there. Oh, they operate in New Hampshire, but not Vermont, huh? Okay. <laughs> See the lines being drawn. But, and like, yeah, Twizzlers are also, like, I know people who are like, you got to get a fresh batch of Twizzlers. You got to get a fresh batch of Twizzlers. Fresh batch. I just got, someone I know, like, got a, like, a shipment of Twizzlers recently, and they're like, I got fresh ones. Come try them. They don't yeah. taste fucking better it's fresh. Like it's, sour, it's like it's sourdough bread or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I get that there are freshies you want to have from Halloween candy, right? Like a fresh Abba Zabba, that is good. Like when they mm. when they go too long, they turn to cement or whatever. But a Twizzler <laughs> or like a Red Vine, I don't know about like a stale one where I'm like, mm, I, I think I'm just not as candy liquor. Candy freshness is real. I have come to appreciate that the freshness of a candy over time oh, yeah. definitely <laughs> helps. Is it? It's better like when when it's kind of new. Like when you're eating Halloween candy, like in the new year, that that shit is not is no longer any good. Right. For the most part. I mean, our neighborhood kids took everything but left the Tootsie Rolls, which really surprised me. I love Tootsie Rolls. The fudge. I'm not. What, Leela? I'm not a fan of the Tootsie Rolls. The dance dance or the candy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's good. But they kept they kept like moving 
literally <laughs> moving like, them aside, moving them aside <laughs> and looking for the the sour stuff like Jack. Yeah, I like the sour stuff. The kid kid kids these days. That's that's how you know we're a young hip podcast. We say yes, kids these are. days. Yeah, they 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 like the sour candy. That's for sure. The and six Reese's nine Cups. boys. The six nine boys should have done a collab with the makers of the Tootsie Roll. To they did. Like they never did. There's probably some commercial somewhere. I know. I mean, what happened to Quad City? You know, where have <laughs> how far have we fallen in this time since 1995 or six? Their music is still out? very popular in all the parties. So I don't know. You know, even like the right. high school proms. Oh, um, they still know about Miami. Are still whooping. There it is. Isn't that them? Is that them? Oh no, it's not them. No, Ooh, six, girl, nine, get no, your, no. Get your, get your Quad City DJs. Right. Quad City DJs. Isn't that them? <laughs> the whoop there it is no that was that was a uh, DC the, wait DC. What, tag team tag team tag, tag team back again back again back again let me hear some noise DC's in the house jumping jumping jump, 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 a very sad moment yesterday where I was playing that song in the car it's been on my kids playlist since they were you know two and my six year old was like yeah I don't really like this song I was like no Really? That's a hard moment. Yeah. Seriously. I think it's probably because we've worn it out, but it's still. Wow. Mm. They really don't. Huh. That's so they brutal. can't. Brutal. They So they cannot dig it. <laughs> yeah. I said, can you, you ever turn around it? and. <laughs> well, while can y'all driving. dig it? We can dig it. Dad, Come on, look at the son. road. Just look at the road, Dad. <laughs> Stop looking around asking me, can we dig it? Our own graves because you're about to crash this car? No. <laughs> I. Miles, oh, what's man. your favorite candy? Did you say? Oh, you yeah, said the ropes. It's. I said nine things because I'm high when I go into a movie theater, and That's I have right. to. I have to indulge all my senses, sweet and but savory. But none of ours. None of ours were really on here. No. Like a, other than I guess red vines. I will say Reese's Pieces. I love, but on that's all because of E. T. E. T. is the best product placement of all time. It remains the best product placement of all time. I I don't think I like Reese's Pieces. I don't think I've ever liked them, but I still fuck with them when I'm at a movie theater because of E.T. And because of E.T., I started getting them when I was young at the movie theater and just have like an association where I'm like, man, if I eat a pound of Reese's Pieces, I get a wild sugar high. (laughs) So uh, I still remember getting those at Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when I was a child. Oh, wow. Those were the days. How do you what's what are your thoughts on Reese's Pieces? I'm neutral. I'm very blah, bland, eh, meh. I don't have, you know, I don't hate them. I don't love them. They're kind of just meh. But I find it interesting that you would like, that your palate would enjoy a food because of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I think it's like the association. It's purely the association. There's like, there have been a few movies where like, or TV shows, I started eating stuff because of what I saw on TV. Like, I remember Abba Zabba because of how high. Or no, I mean, half-baked. They're talking about Abba Zabba, and I was like, I gotta try that. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Uh, Reese's Pieces because of uh, E.T. There was one other one that, oh, in Mall Rats, this dude is eating, like, chocolate-covered pretzels in a scene, and then I (laughs) became, I just, like, went all in on chocolate-covered pretzels. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, I think what all that to say is I'm stupid, yeah. And I want to be like TV screen. The advertisements have worked. They work oh, on yeah. you. Huge. 100%. Thing. Yeah. 100%. And I don't, I didn't knowingly say I'm eating this because of ET. It's just that 
E.T., eating those things and it had like they they foliated a nice little crunch whenever he ate it yeah. and the colors of the bag for whatever reason it just it worked they got my ass and that was supposed to be m&ms and mars fucked up and just were like we're, we're not interested in putting our candy in your little movie and so they went with <laughs> reese's pieces and oh that that's is, right yeah. yeah and they're like you can do it for free and you know them too now. much about this yeah. We did a whole thing on it because we were we were really thinking about how like seminal that is for Reese's Pieces, that E.T. thing. And I think it's also seen as wacky little fingers. Just drop a couple of Reese's mm-hmm. Pieces like that's appetizing. I, little, I don't know why, reason. but it felt magical. It does. It it works for some reason. It shouldn't. But not, look, None of I'm it not, should work. I can't. I won't offer judge you. A, you. We will not I judge can't you. offer you, you a can good explanation. Me. I judge I myself. Just, those I'm nasty wrong. little fingers, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Hannah, Leela, such a pleasure having you both on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? You can listen to The Stoop wherever you find your podcasts. Don't you just love that? I hate that constant phrase. line. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're doing stories consistently throughout the year about the Black diaspora, The Stoop, uh, or thestoop.org. You can find us there or on social media at The Stoop Podcast. Amazing. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) um, I found this lady that does these little, it's it's Instagram, but I think she's on TikTok as well. And the handle is CSA Punch. And she's just this lady. She's a mom of young kids and she loves 90s R&B. And she does these little skits. Uh, with with like '90s R and B songs, and it just it brings me joy. She's funny. Uh, she takes a song like that the kids are listening to now that has been sampled, and then goes back and you hear the original song, and then that song turns out was sampled by somebody else. So it's just fun, and I, you know, she she keeps me happy. Amazing. And that and that's her handle is CSA Punch. Leela, how about you? Well, I've been I've been like really intrigued by just recently on Twitter, someone had tweeted like, where are the girls from the perm boxes? I don't know if you oh, guys saw yeah. this, but it was yes. like, where are they now? The girls with their straight hair on the front of the perm boxes, like little girls, eight years old, looking cute, and the little ponytails and the beads. And they came forward and they showed pictures of like where they're at now. And these girls... First of all, they like all of them had natural hair. They didn't have perms. Um, they didn't have their hair straightened. And they were just gorgeous. They were beautiful. And they were just these stunning women that were kind of talking about like what it was like to be on that perm box at such a young age. And like uh, I just loved that whole interviewing them. There was a site called Because of Them. And they did a whole series like on where they, where they are now. And I just I love that kind of flashback kind of thing. So I was yeah. loving that. Nice. Miles, where can people find you? And what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Jack, I mean, when was the last time you bought a box of Just For Me texture softener? Just For Me? Oh, yeah. You know. You remember been, the girls. It's been a the, while. I'm, I'm almost out. So <laughs> you I remember the girls back. from the firm yeah. boxes? Come on, Jack. Uh, let's see. Some <laughs> tweets that I like. One is just from Jamie Loftus at Jamie Loftus Help uh, tweeted, uh, how many poorly written comic book villains will we elect today, folks? Uh, which feels uh, kind of what's going on there. Oh, and then John, at Jay Frankensteiner tweeted, every Elon post is like watching Joe Pesci enter the Home Alone house. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 really, that summed it up. Thank you for fusing those two things together. 
Uh, you can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. You can check Jack and I out on our basketball podcast, Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. We got a new episode coming out tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, also, my other podcast talking about 90 Day Fiance, 420 Day Fiance, uh, wherever you get your podcast. I saw your li- eyes light up. Lila, what's You're busy. Going on? I and Lila likes that show. 90 Day Fiance. It's, um, it's a jam. It's, it's okay. All right. Well, Lena, I'm gonna, Lila, we might have to have you on yes. sometime. You know, because it. it's also a very. Int- I just love what the what like the Venn diagram is of like really intellectual people who also fuck with 90 Day. It's unbelievable in my mind. Like the I kind know. of people who are like, I love 90 Day. I'm like, you just want to you want a Peabody. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> don't hold that against people. Yeah, no, it not is at all. A social experiment. I love it. There it is. Um, let's see. And that's it. Yeah. Find me there. There you go. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Christy Yamaguchi main tweeted something yesterday that I thought was just a fun shit post. He tweeted, been giving rides to senior citizens to go, <laughs> to go vote and making small talk on the way. And if I find out they're voting Republican, I just push them out of the car. Not even slowing down. Got to maximize my time. <laughs> I could just see a lot of Republicans finding that and be like, do you see what's happening? Yeah. And wasting like, a lot yeah, of time. So many people on Twitter doing that <laughs> stuff to see if they get picked up by conservative outlets. Yeah. Uh, and then Emma Berquist wrote, instead of a sticker, you should get a hot dog when you vote. This is supposed to be America. I think that's yeah. probably a pretty good you should, have, you should have options. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I you would have, take, I would you take have options of, of what you put on your hot dog. Right? I would take like a... I don't know. I'm just... Let me, let, me, let me just think about this. Red a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> covered pretzel. Hey, we got peanut M&M's, uh, Reese's Pieces, or a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, This is a group, I I maybe have called out one or two of their songs in the past. They're called Elkin and Nelson, and then they're they're these two brothers from Colombia that moved to Spain, like, in the 70s, and, like, they got into, like, disco in Spain in the 70s, but they're from Colombia, so, like, their sense of rhythm is completely different than, like, continental Europe. So the albums they made are, like, really funky, and they sound like it's such a unique sound for that era and i always loved their work and i was just listening to one of their other albums this track is called vamonos and it's by elkin and nelson and if you like a little just if you like solid rhythm and like funky i don't know what i call it like funky latin disco kind of thing check this track out it's called vamonos all right well we will link off to that in the footnotes the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending for our first episode post-election results. We will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.
Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 